What's happening, everybody? My name is Julius. My name is Darius. Darius, when I said what's happening, that was your cue in to say what? No, okay. we're, we're, we're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna drag the con the commenters. The cunts. Yeah. Okay. The audience Speaking into of which, our inside jokes. It's time to finally talk about the monthly DC discussion. The topic of this month, since we are doing a year of villains, as promised, and some antiheroes mixed in there. But those aren't villains. They're anti-heroes. There's a big what? difference. <laughs> okay. Alright. We, we got okay. the birds of prey. Ooh, a Harley Quinn related uh, hero oh. anti-villain <laughs> villain hero anti-hero. Oh, mm, ah, that's peculiar. <laughs> a Harley Quinn picture. A Harley Quinn picture without poison mm. ivy? Who could have thought of that? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're gonna. The reason we're talking about Birds of Prey, obviously, is because their film came out earlier this month, and it would have only made sense to talk about what are we? What are we gonna talk about? Deadshot? Hell no. We're talking about Birds of Prey, and today is the last day of February, so we have at least a couple more hours to talk and put this video out. All right. Yes. So Birds of Prey. Uh, for one question, Darius, did you see the film? Not no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Were you interested at least? I wasn't. The marketing wasn't exactly encouraging right. to me, at least. Right. Well, did you know anything about the the characters at all? I, of course, you have Harley Quinn, the mm -hmm. star of the show, because Suicide Squad, but not just Suicide Squad, but just the whole pop lore, culture. Yeah, the whole pop culture and lore surrounding Harley Quinn as a whole, especially her more recent development over the years, being you know breaking off of Joker and getting with Poison Ivy, having her as a best friend and a lover in some sources, and having a show and on having a, a show DC universe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and um, you know this. She's a huge ass character. This might. This might as well have been called Harley Quinn. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Come on, shut man. up. <laughs> Your words, please. No. For for the record, I was trying to have a girl on this podcast, but that was canceled at the very last minute. So now I have Darius, my friend, who is obviously gonna call me out every time I I make <laughs> I make a comment. All right, enough enough tangents that went on too long. Hey, oh okay. <laughs> but feel, uh, <laughs> shut <okay>. up. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have Harley Quinn, Huntress. Uh, I was about to say Birds of Prey. But the Birds of Prey character, <laughs> right? Someone's no. gonna go to the film saying, "Where's Birds of Prey? <laughs> Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> Harley Quinn, Huntress, Black Canary, Renee Montoya, the detective, mm, and one other. This is because there's five. We only named four. Yeah, I forget. It was a, the Asian girl, right? Is that who you're I talking about? I want to say Katana, but no, I don't that, think she's, no, she's not here. No, she's no. not in this. Unfortunately. Katana's I, really cool, though. Yeah, she that would have been a cool ad. It uh, would have been a cool ad. But we have, the, we have those five, and we have the mixed reception. Of course, not having seen it, I can't say for myself what I thought of the movie, but it definitely caught a lot of discussion. Absolutely. You know, it didn't do fairly well uh when it came out and i think i know exactly why that is why do you think that is it's because your boy had to come in speed along oh man <laughs> <laughs> that sonic had to show up oh yeah we the the ultimate couples <laughs> night outs going to see sonic the hedgehog 
It certainly did not help things that, you know, for the special day of all couples, we had to go see, they they all had to go see Sonic. Yeah. The Hedgehog instead of Miss, Miss Margot Robbie, the Harley Quinn. In in uh, Birds of Prey. In the Birds of Prey. But in, you, they could have called this Harley Quinn. Yeah. In fact, they did actually. They yeah, it's in in the this title. this movie was a was a result of another not the result, but it had what Cats had before, which was in a <laughs> sense a movie patch of a, a movie patch similar to that in video games, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it first started off as Birds of Prey, the emancipation of the fabulous emancipation, the fantabulous. Of, I think actually the fantabulous. Emancipation yeah. of one Harley Quinn to simply they changed the title of the movie after that to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey or something of that nature. See, they made it they made it shorter. See, <laughs> and they did that post release of the movie itself. Um, <laughs> well, I did see the film. Mm-hmm. I was. What uh, did you think of it, Mister? I thought it was all right. You know, compared to the other ones, uh, other films that are in the DCU, I think it it falls on in the middle somewhere, mm-hmm. probably right above something like uh, Man of Steel. Which I'm not the biggest fan of Man of Steel, but I don't think it's the worst that this universe has to offer. That's what. It, um, that, that's yeah. kind of what I've been hearing. In regards to people who have seen it, it's like, yeah, it's not bad. It's like no. it's not what the marketing says, basically. Yeah. Um. Even though people have bashed it for the various controversies you hear about it, to some other to other people, it's it's really gotten just a big mixed reception. Um. I don't find myself all too excited about watching it myself, but mm-hmm. I will see it at some point. Yeah, there's a vague interest. There's in a, the there is a vague interest, at least to che- at least to check it out. But. I think that's general, though. You know, I think that's kind of like a general thing, unless you know, unless you're looking at it from the progressive standpoint, because this is a film involving different uh, women, may- primarily, mm-hmm. and different ethnicities and stuff like that. And it does, it, you know, I think it does the each character pretty well. You know, I I don't think it's the a completely balanced film. I think it lose it itself it's like okay wait do you want to be a birds of prey film or do you just want to be harley quinn and the birds of prey you know what i mean right it, right and it, that was yeah. the big crit- the main criticism i heard from mm-hmm. the various people that i've talked to regarding this movie was that this movie didn't really have an identity right or it was too spotty it was too all over the place yeah. when it came to what it was trying to tell the kind of movie it was trying to tell there were many like good moments but these good moments were isolated within themselves i think it is a better version of what suicide squad was now suicide squad i mean goddamn that movie oh shit where was sonic when we needed him? exactly yeah <laughs> sonic should have came out during suicide squad i, I think the nope. editor's like work that fast in <laughs> stitching that film together and this kind of falls into some of the s- similar trappings except it it works better because it's not like one song after another song after another song one origin after one origin like they do clever narration throughout it because harley quinn is the narrator and right, she is right. uh she's crazy obviously so it makes sense that things would kind of be uh stretched you know but um uh, it's a better version of that, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And funny enough, they're making another, just a soft reboot, I would imagine. Of of the same, of that very same Suicide Squad to make it not what (laughs) this past one was. Yeah. In fact, the release. Probably not even what this is. Right, right. Yeah, because it's James Gunn, son. James Gunn. James Gunn, son. Those are some bars. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Son of Jor-El. Ooh. And Mon-El. And Pa-El. Mono? Oh, no. Bono. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, what? Were, were you going to say something? I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay. Sorry, well, but... the, the Birds of Prey. Uh, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. DC, I know. I don't know necessarily if you're more of a DC guy or a Marvel guy, but you did I watch... I like my action. So, okay. really, any one of them, as long as they provide action or good story, okay. it'll, it'll be... It, it, I'm easy to please. So you did watch Justice League Unlimited. I did, yes. So I you did. know these characters from there, Huntress and Black Canary. I've heard of all. Like I've that. heard of all of them through various media. Yeah, I think uh, Huntress less so. I know Black Canary through the Arrow TV show. Okay, uh, or at least I know a most of, a version of her and most of yeah. like next to Harley. Next to Harley Quinn, Black Canary is my. Um, other most known character of the DCEU among this cast of mm-hmm. birds of prey. Right. And what do you think it would take since someone as someone who's not the biggest fan I'd say of birds of prey? Right. What do you think it would take to pull you into seeing a birds of prey 2, let's say? You know, because they had the villain Black uh, Mask in there, played right. by Ewan McGregor. Obi Wan, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> played you by were, Black Mask. You were played by, you, or uh, you were acting like uh, that one karate dude at the end of Karate Kid. Put him in a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think it would take to like if they made a sequel? Because they do set up for one. Mm-hmm. What do you think it would take to see that for you? Well. Marketing has to be a lot better in trying to showcase the story mm-hmm. and trying to showcase what the movie was trying to tell without exactly telling the story itself. Mm-hmm. Something that I will now reference the new Fast and Furious movie coming out. In, oh, Fast uh, 9? Yeah, Fast 9. <laughs> um, that you got a brother, I was like That I was like, exactly. And that's something I didn't like. And this is something that I've seen a lot of trailers over these past couple of decades do when they show too much of the movie. I don't want Birds of Prey to do what Fast 9 did in that they show really critical like plot points and twists. I mean, the whole... I don't know. Uh, for the various people, they're good. these are like spoiler spoilers because the trailer is really bad for um, Oh, at that Fast point, they're Nine. not even spoilers. It's yeah, they're not even... The yeah, they just show... They did, it's, it's part of the trailer. If you've seen the trailer, I'm sure you've seen it, but... Citizen like, Kane trailer, Rosebud. <laughs> right, right. But, um... The fast in the Fast Nine trailer, they showed Han coming back. Oh yeah, and the fact that Dom Toretto has a brother played by John Cena. I didn't like that because that in and of its those two plot points in and of themselves would have been best used as twists, as surprises. Yeah, but now we're spoiled, and so. Because of because those two factors have now been removed from the table, the rest of the movie has to be really good to compensate those. Right. In terms of what would draw me to Birds of Prey, 
basically do the opposite of what Birds of Prey did in their marketing for all of their trailers mm-hmm. in the fact that, you know, there was a whole, there, there was the whole focus on the fact that it's all women. Right. More focus more on the characters themselves, what they're doing, maybe what they're doing and sort of, and advertise the movie, not right. advertise the message they're trying to, they're trying to, t- um, tell well see that's an interesting thing because i am I, I remember in the star trek discussion we did you talked about how uh modern star trek is more about the message than the story which was the complete opposite back when it was starting back when it continued and when we had films uh obviously we're in a different time you know where mm-hmm. uh there's a a big push on being progressive in media there's a lot of yeah. self-awareness yeah. going on with with various people, media, and entertainment, and various mm-hmm. other industries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I said more or less the same thing in the Star Trek video as well. Yeah. But it it rings true here as it did there because, it, it again, we're seeing a lot of agenda pushing. Right. Rather than storytelling. It, well, do you think that is as big a problem with this film and possibly DC's future than with something like Star Trek, you know, because I I, honestly, when I, I'm sorry, but well, I, I feel like when I was watching these trailers for Birds of Prey, when I heard Birds of Prey was happening, mm-hmm. that wasn't really on my mind. And I, I didn't notice it as much, mainly I, because I was just looking forward to it. Right. And to be honest, when I saw the trailers for Birds of Prey, I also didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of backtracking a little when I say that I when I initially saw the Birds of Prey trailers, I was actually pretty excited mm-hmm. because it looked like it was going to be a really fun movie just featuring Harley Quinn and her gang of sisters, you know, yeah. basically. Um, unfortunately, when I started hearing certain when I started hearing like the cast and the directing and some of the more behind the scenes stuff and little and articles talking about who said what and what this movie was really about and it's so it because I started hearing about all these behind the scenes stuff as well without first you know before seeing the movie or before it warped my interest because I began to understand who this movie was for right and because of that that changed my mind that changed my mind that that altered my um expectations of what i would think that this movie would turn out Mm -hmm. and it and it not it discouraged me in a a sense from wanting to be really interested and being invested in the movie because it sounded as though that you know due to it sounded as though that this movie wasn't exactly for someone like me just a general audience member where it i'm just looking for a good story a good movie to just to escape in to just do whatever and just enjoy mm-hmm. and now well let I me ask you a question now, or uh, one sec uh, now i will say though that part of the mixed uh reviews that i have heard was that that is exactly what this movie is it's right. just a fun little adventure that doesn't really take itself seriously mm-hmm. but it's just a fun movie I wish that was what the marketing and all the behind-the-scenes talk had said beforehand. Right. And I would have been more inclined to go see it. Birds of Prey 2, if there, if that were to happen, should do more of what I hear from these reviews. Mm-hmm. 
advertise it as a fun movie advertise it as something that you know can be invested basically what i initially felt from this from the first few birds of prey trailers and that it looked like it was just going to be a really fun movie it was just something to take my mind off Mm -hmm. if birds of prey 2 does that i'm satisfied okay i think that it's interesting how this is uh kind of becoming and i could see it become even bigger this the way that agendas and superhero films specifically have been kind of intertwined, you know, because last year we obviously saw what happened with uh, Captain Marvel. I mean, holy crap, like that was just a movie coming out. And then the actress and who, whoever the people part of it mm-hmm. talked about how they felt politically. And that, I think, skewed a lot of audience members in how they because now there are people who hate the film mm-hmm. because of that. I haven't seen that with this necessarily, but I and, and what's interesting, DC even did this already with Wonder Woman. You know, they touched empowerment with that film a couple years back at this point. Oh, yeah. You know, in and, fact, it's funny because I was thinking just just now yeah. to help to help uh, encourage not encourage, but to help support my point was the whole Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. Right. If you remember that. Oh well, yeah, they have another course, movie coming yeah, out later this it's, year. It's, it's yeah, it's coming out. But <laughs> yeah. the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer and just Wonder Woman herself. Right. She, they did that right because they focused on what the character was about and what the character was doing within the context of her own story and let her actions speak for herself. Yeah. That was a good, that was a, honestly, one of the best examples of this whole, you know, of this whole, you know, progressive movement because she is the embodiment of women empowerment. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that and the fact that they, you know, managed to nail that so well is what brought audiences of all types, all, you know, ages, races and whatever to the movie. And which is why 1984 is also getting such, you know, great feedback as well. It's a great it's a good point, because Wonder Woman, especially when it came to the marketing campaign, they did stick heavily to women empowerment. They they pushed it in a very big way and it made they were smart about it because Wonder Woman is the film that you do that with. Birds of Prey not I don't think you necessarily push that agenda. To be fair, I didn't feel like it was pushed maybe because I didn't it wasn't I haven't been on social media in a long time, you know, so maybe that's part of it, but mm. uh if that's being felt with this film, it's probably misplaced considering that this is about a group of anti-heroes. These these are female punishers essentially, you know. Mm-hmm. So the the idea of empowerment isn't completely supported because of that. Now there's an element of it within the film because Harley Quinn in, in the movie does leave the Joker. She leaves her abuser and she goes off to be her own. But she's also at the same time trying to be the biggest criminal in Gotham. So it, it, at that point it becomes a bit weird morally speaking you know like you know you're watching a bunch of like uh, just like gruesome people with messed up backstories mm-hmm. so i don't know where you push like you, how do you do empowerment in that way but th- that's a great thing also about harley quinn because she does have that story i will uh, say though that the the empowerment isn't there's not really empowerment mm-hmm. in the movie that i would see as the focus but more just women in power if i were to, if i were to say yeah instead of women empowerment it would be women in power because 
Well, what's the difference? Between? The difference, I, I would say, you know, they're trying to lift each other. If there wasn't really that much lifting, and I again, I can't say for myself because I haven't seen the movie, but from what you're saying and from right. what I've heard from other people, you know, it was it's basically just a bunch of characters all having fun and it's and not having fun, but. Oh man, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It, well, the movie is very lighthearted, even mm-hmm. though it's rated R, which is another thing that's pretty groundbreaking for this universe specifically. This is a, un- a film connected to uh, the Shazam universe, but it's rated R, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to continue that since I think Suicide Squad is going to be rated R with dealing with these characters uh it's lighthearted, and they're but they're also bashing people's heads in you know so you get you get a bunch of mixed feelings while you're watching it you know so you're thinking about like hey how could this connect to that will they cross over with uh, aquaman or uh, a wonder woman even you know and then you start thinking yeah that'd be interesting i could see i could see there could be the dynamic that wonder woman and you know the, the actual heroes of the DC of DCEU stay pure, and they don't you know they don't curse, right? You know, some something similar to that of the very very uh terrible game of DC of uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Oh yeah, <laughs> where all the all the heroes all the heroes had uh non had not fatalities. <laughs> non-lethal fatalities? Yeah, non-lethal or not fa- even fatalities. No, not even fatalities. They didn't yeah. even call them uh, fatalities. They, they called them brutalities instead. Brutality. Like, all the Mortal Kombat characters and the, and the DC villains had fatalities, but the heroes all had something brutalities where they didn't actually kill their opponents, but just like... Probably said victory or something like that. Buried them in the ground or something. That w- that was about it. Bird them alive. <laughs> that sounds worse. <laughs> it was a, it was not a good game. <laughs> it was not a good game. But just because a movie would be rated R, especially in DCU, doesn't mean that you know characters that are virtuous, much like Superman and Batman, even and uh, Wonder Woman. You know the main three. Just because a movie is rated R doesn't mean that those three have to be groundbreaking and have to start spewing curse words, you know, whatever. They can still remain the virtues that they, the virtuous characters that they are. You know, it's hopefully. just. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, other characters that would be a little more off the hook. Harley Quinn. Uh, I was going to say Punisher, but that's Marvel. Uh, Joker. <laughs> And, you know, a few other, even the Black Canary, squad. the Suicide Squad yeah. in general could be, you know, because yeah. they're more bad guys, they could be more, uh, they could be allowed to swear. They could be allowed right. to curse. Whereas the more virtuous characters, like all the hero, most of the heroes, not Green Arrow, needs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not again. <laughs> not again. But they could stay not cursing well it's interesting because not even uh, uh marvel has gotten to this point where they can have a an a rated r film in their universe you know i think that day's coming with someone like deadpool but with this i mean they're trying to push the boundaries it seems of what can work because uh, they curse 
all over the place in this film. It's mm-hmm. like a Tarantino film, you know, and it, it, you can still see how it's connected. It's, it's interesting what the future entails with it. Um, so what do you think, like, say they did make a film, mm-hmm. a second film of uh, Birds of Prey, but this one was more focused on this, uh, the supporting characters rather than just Harley Quinn. Because this poster right here is complete Harley Quinn and the other ones are kind of subsidiary. Right. Uh, if you saw a film about that team and, you know, you saw their dynamics together, they were an actual underground superhero team, what do you think it would be like? What would it be about? What would it be, what would it be like? Be about? Well, for one, I would hope that it would just be about characters coming together mm-hmm. to solve an issue to solve a problem Mm -hmm. and throughout the movie they just have all these interactions with each other now this goes for all movies yes but there's a certain camaraderie that i feel is missing when it come when uh these movies when movies with agendas and with agendas that are the most pronounced portion parts of the movie Mm -hmm. come uh are uh, the are seen man i'm trying to word and i can't <laughs> but um i i would be i would sign up for that because i love to see the dynamic of the team yeah. coming together and the team interacting with each other to let all their unique attributes that's that's a big thing unique attributes come to the fore and be you know placed plastered right there on screen, either through their dialogue or through their mannerisms, or just even the way how they do things, and how you know when one character does no. something, another character reacts to that character doing something, and then they could be like, oh yeah, that's that's great, oh yeah, mm-hmm. or they'd be like, oh whoa, whoa, hold on, what was that shit? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, but just those actions and reactions to make the characters feel whole. Mm-hmm. So that to make the characters feel whole, it would be great. So that I, I'm all for. Yeah, I would be all for that. Just make sure that it's focused on the character, the character dynamic between everyone involved. Yeah, and not some overlying message. Even though that it's important, it is important. It is important, you know? and you can have that. Yeah. It's just don't make that the focus well you got to also know where to place it because they did it rightfully so with something like wonder woman and i think they're probably going to do it with this next one that makes sense because mm-hmm. she is the face the, the super face of feminism i would say probably not birds of prey you know just focus on having a fun bloody ass time action you know grizzly f-bombs i'm ready for that to be specific about the future of Birds of Prey in terms of characters and uh, storylines, I, I would love to see the introduction, finally, of a character called The Question. If they did a second film, if they were lucky enough to do one, I want to see the damn question. Because she, or she, uh, he has a great relationship with the Huntress specifically. Mm-hmm. And Renee Montoya's character in the comics does take on the persona of that character. And he's completely dark. He's one of the, I think, Charleston characters that were 
bought by DC along with people like Blue Beetle, uh, 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 Captain Adam. I'd like Adam. to see Blue Beetle in a uh, in a movie at some point. Oh yeah, they got to make that Booster Gold and Blue Beetle team oh, yeah. up film. That that's it. <laughs> that's Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's co- quite the dynamic, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well they're, they're bros they have a great relationship uh but darius are there any villains specifically now i i know that birds of prey doesn't have many villains on their own but in mm. this film they took a batman villain black mask are there any like lower level villains that you think would work against this team of badasses working, working against this team huh yeah <sighs> mm. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a that's a toughie. Um, <laughs> one of the names that immediately came up was Brainiac, but I was like, wait a second, that's pretty. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I don't know about it. I don't know about that one. But I, I think don't they know get that one. destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> Brainiac's introduction. Hey, Man of Steel too. Birds of Prey too. Oh. <laughs> uh. In the the first Suicide Squad had Enchantress, right? Yeah, as the main villain. Well, <laughs> hips, hips. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could see like if they're gonna soft reboot Suicide Squad again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing Enchantress actually be like the be the villain of mm-hmm. the of the next Birds of Prey because. You know, it'd be it'd be Harley Quinn going up against a quote unquote teammate, in a sense. At least someone she has history with. Right, someone someone she has history with. It'd also be fun to see her to see her. I know exactly why you want to see her again, Darius. I know exactly why. Why? (laughs) Because when she whenever she casted those spells, it was it became a meme. All right. The dude, the way she was moving, just constantly moving like she was hula hooping, was hilarious. It was hilarious, but that's whenever not- she says something, and, and I'm not even talking about like a provocative thing or like, oh, I want to see that shit again. No, that just that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> as, that's funny to watch. <laughs> yeah. Whenever she says has dialogue, I think the director had a little director nod on the script. Shake hips. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because that's actually not why I want her. No, it's ba- not. I wouldn't want her. Back. David Ayer's like she, he's telling her on set, "Don't worry, we're gonna uh, CG a hula hoop there. <laughs> Just keep doing it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine what that would look like on screen, but it would make a lot of sense. That being said, that's. Not why I want Enchantress there. I just want the, I want her there because I think it would be a dynamic that we don't exactly see all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to say Kingpin, but again, that's the Marvel. Kingpin. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> this is New York didn't work out for me. I'm in Gotham. <laughs> I want to say, actually, part of me thinks, I don't know why, but Scarecrow. Oh, dang. Yeah, that'd be interesting. To think, like, 
Christ. I mean, well... Ben it, Affleck's not coming back. Just use all the Batman villains. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Batman villains need a home. Just yeah. dump them on Harley the Quinn. The gallery. It's like one of those commercials of uh, of the pets that you can adopt. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just profiles of the villains looking Or at we the can camera. have a... There's a there's a Wonder Woman's... Wonder Woman's arch nemesis Cheetah, is her name? Oh, Cheetah? Yeah. yeah. Che- have, have Cheetah as part of Cheetah as, the, as uh, Harley Quinn's villain. Or... It could be, or it could be the villain turned best friend in Poison Ivy. Hey, that's a cool idea. That's a pretty cool idea. You know, and it, it is sort of to introduce the dynamic of Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn in the DCEU mm-hmm. by first having her as an antagonist for Harley Quinn, but then towards the end of the but, but then there is a sort of understanding between the two that brings them to that sort of brings them together at the very end and then for maybe a quote third birds of third birds of prey we're getting there third go ahead <laughs> do it, it don't be even, it wouldn't even be birds of prey anymore but it would be harley quinn and poison ivy Ooh. or maybe the harley quinn poison ivy could be like the spinoff you know because I know they, uh, what's weird, they did announce a Harley Quinn film alongside Birds of Prey in the same way they announced Joker starring Jared Leto and Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix and then also Joker Harley Quinn film, which would be like a, a weird ass Bonnie and Clyde kidnapped Dr. Phil movie. And then, uh, that's not even a joke, you know, <laughs> Suicide Squad 2, you know, but it would be for you, it would be the, the third film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so some, Although I think I think Black Canary in this one would uh, not be around because she's more hero than she is anti-hero. That's an interesting Wait. idea. Because hey, you know what? That's interesting. A character who started off in this R-rated setting, who is pretty dirty, right? Mm-hmm. What if later she met Green Arrow, mm-hmm. who was way more cool? Like he was more like a Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And he actually built, like, grabbed her and said, look, you don't have to be this. And he pulled her up to that hero. To the hero status that, you know, to that hero status. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be an interesting, an interesting look. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting journey, especially. Hey, let's start from R-rated and hey, you're in Justice League, whatever, Justice League of America. You know, that'd be pretty interesting. And I and I think that would be cool to see later in a film. Uh, maybe even the antagonist being a hero, being like, "Hey, dude, you guys yeah. are being you guys Actually, are being that's, crazy." That's, you know, to be honest, a, black, a Birds of Prey film could be the the main antagonist could be a hero. Green Arrow. Uh, Green Arrow could be the hero. Green Arrow and a sidekick, Red. Oh, uh, uh, well, he's got a couple names. He goes by Red Arrow sometimes. Speedy Arsenal. Okay, right. right Speedy, because right. he did. He was, a, he, was, he was an addict. He did speed. <laughs> speed. Yeah, I, I, I just thought, I just thought of that right now. What Birds of Prey two could just could be just another. It could be just another DC hero. Yeah, and it'd be, and it'd be like, not Infinity War, no. with Thanos, but definitely another take on a villain being the protagonist of a story mm-hmm. whereas a hero would be the antagonist of the story yeah and that sort of role reversal is it's fascinating yeah it would be really fascinating yeah. and it has 
potential for a great story because you have to make the villain in a sense you have to make the villain win in the end Mm -hmm. but the villain is you you have to make the villain win in the end but you have a hero as the antagonist Mm -hmm. so it's that it's like like where are you on this that conflict that conflict of we have a hero as an antagonist Mm -hmm. and a villain as the protagonist and protagonists always come out on top in most stories but the protagonist is a villain. Yeah. That your your com- mind's getting blown, dude. <laughs> well, my mind's getting blown, but... <laughs> to pull it off, though, would be a blowing of all audiences' minds. Blow my mind. <laughs> I'd be done. You know, it's very similar to the idea of, like, if we got a Joker 2, right? If we got a sequel to the Joker film that came out, a lot of people do want to see Batman show up. And Batman, ideally, would be the opposing force you know Mm -hmm. even though batman traditionally is the protagonist we've seen him versus joker a -hmm. bunch of times but this time we're from the joker's perspective and batman's coming for him you know and like it's so different for us in because now we have this kind of attachment to joker in a way we never had after walking phoenix's performance as him after he killed it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, people are now sympathizing with that character, which is it's insane. also a good. It's also was also a good message on mental health and the yeah. whole system of and the whole system of dealing with mental health as well. Yeah. So with that backing, with that sort of premise mm-hmm. already established with the with that Joker, yeah, it'll be hard to see. <laughs> well, not not necessarily hard, but easy to easy to see why he would need to be taken down. Right. But at the same time, some people would have that aversion to how they would want to deal with it because Joker, as portrayed by Joaquin Phoenix, has a mental condition. Or yeah. Has a has a you know has a condition that he was born with that he can't fix that would need that you know that needs proper treatment Mm -hmm. but he's doing all these terrible things as well yeah so it's that dichotomy that is again another great idea for storytelling and you know people can get off their asses and actually (laughs) tell these stories those are that that's the kind of future of the dceu i could see the one thing I, I would worry about with the Joker too, and let's say they did have Batman as the the quote unquote antagonist, I, I would worry that the film would because the film was very political. The first Joker film had mm-hmm. a lot of very strong things to say about society and things like that. I would worry that they would pin in this story Batman as this. Uh, oh it's the one percent uh, with the white male privilege and he's doing all this you know what i mean like okay it's he's, a bit he, much if they did it with the if they did I, white I, male privilege and whatnot I it's would a bit worry. much because yeah. joker is also white so it really doesn't yeah. matter in that sense uh, but then you think about where uh, you think about the difference uh, in between thomas wayne and the uh, different films we've seen but uh, I will say this. I will say though that it is a good. It would be a good conflict of the one percent versus the ninety nine. It's true, and this is like a physical representation. A of physical it. representation yeah. because the because Joker comes from very humble and still humble beginnings. You know, he was dirt poor, right? Having to work as a clown on the streets for hospitals, and you know, and whatnot. Whereas Bruce Wayne, Batman, mm-hmm. comes from 
the man who was running for mayor yeah. of Gotham City and treated people like shit and treated yeah, yeah. And who treated people like crap as well as being one of the richest people on the planet right having owned several industries and create and an inventor himself and creating all of the all of these gadgets for himself and an entire bat cave right it would be the 1% versus the 99% and a good portrayal of that because of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker's establishment in that film. It's true. And you look at the fact... And I would some- feel... And I feel a conflict in that... Sorry about that. No, I, I no feel a, a conflict with that kind of message mm-hmm. would be good for the story because that's exactly what that would be. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to that I, that kind of idea. Me they neither. Don't have to, they don't yeah. have to do that, but... It's definitely a good premise. I And I think that they set up that, especially with the very end of the film where you see the Joker is not alone. He is... You could look at the him being above all those people with the clown makeup and masks as the 99%. In the alley, Bruce is alone, the 1%. You know, so I feel like they, you know, visually they set that up. You know, and and if, and this is a Birds of Prey podcast, but we're talking about Joker. But just finally, I want to say about Joker is that if they do have Batman in there, right, mm-hmm. in a sequel, I don't want to see anything about him. Like, I don't want to see Alfred. I don't want to see the Batcave. I don't want to see him. I want it to Wayne. be focused solely on yeah. Joker. In I want this it, case. It, um, yeah, Al, not Alan. Uh, what do they who? Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Fleck, Arthur Fleck, Arthur Fleck. You want to completely focus on Arthur Fleck, aka the Joker. Yeah, it's the way he looks at Batman. You know, he doesn't care about any of that. Oh, you're Bruce Wayne shit. One, some of my favorite moments of Joker is like when a, when a henchman is like, "Hey, let's see his face." When they have Batman, you know, they captured Batman. Let's take off the mask and see his face. And Joker's like, "Fuck you, that is his face." You know, like exactly. Yeah, you know. But and back so th- to Birds of Prey. Oh, of course. That little that big tangent on... <laughs> but it is, you know, as it well isn't. as talking about Birds of Prey, we're also just talking generally, you know, in, in little bits of pieces, what the future of the DCEU could look like. Absolutely. You know, and just there are lots of messages to tell. There are lots of stories to tell with messages that underlie them. 99 versus the 1%. Clearly from the Joker. In this case, it could be for Birds of Prey. In the case of Birds of Prey 2, mentioned that it could be Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy as the uh, with Poison Ivy as the antagonist and the sort of uh, enemies become best friends and even lovers. Lead, yeah, you know what? Even lovers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the the two go against each other mm-hmm. in the second film, but towards the end they find out why they become best friends in what is the current run of DC of DC material and you know to for that to get realized in the in the live action films that's and, a great idea honestly and that that that's one idea for a birds of prey 2 the other mm-hmm. idea for a birds of prey 2 would be having a DC hero be a pro, be be the antagonist for the birds of prey mm-hmm. it could be it, and just I, to combine yeah. my idea from earlier it's a Birds of Prey movie with a hero as the antagonist. In this case, it could, this hero could be Green Arrow trying to stop the Birds of Prey, finds Black Canary, and actually turns Black Canary against them. Yeah. That's another idea right there. Yeah. and But the marketing has to focus on that kind of story, though. That's yeah. the thing. The more the mar- the marketing has to focus on it. Even the talk about the talk surrounding the movie itself 
focuses on what's happening within the movie context. Yeah. That would bring a lot of people, certainly myself, into watching a second Harley Quinn movie. Let me Birds tell you let me tell you my idea for Birds of Prey. Dose. Okay. I was gonna say that, but I thought that was stupid. Oh, it was stupid. That's why I said it. <laughs> Let me tell you my idea. We got Harley Quinn in it again. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have the Birds of Prey team now because they're a team mm-hmm. separated from Harley Quinn because that bitch is crazy. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll tell you that. And what the plot of the film is: they're competing on acquiring an abandoned Arkham Asylum who the insane psychiatrist Hugo Strange is selling on the black market and the birds of prey are connected to it because they're on the ver- they're not the Justice League they are on the very bottom they got those connections Harley Quinn is looking for a new place to live because her place is blown up she has her hyena and she's like oh I want to do I-, I have history with this place I I ran this place for a while the birds of prey are looking for a headquarters and it's basically now them pinned against her. You could include other minor Batman villains who's like Harley Quinn's like, hey, guys, why don't you you want to help me <laughs> get this place? You know, hey, you, and you can even live here rent free. Like you could have <laughs> Mad Hatter. You could have freaking uh, Mr. Freeze if you wanted to. Clayface. You could have a little penguin. team. Not the really. penguin. <laughs> you could have whoever, you know, she's building up her own little team to fight the birds of prey who are trying to get this place like their own little hall of justice. It made me think of the Riddler as another possible Jim Harry comes back as Riddler. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's revealed that Hugo Strange is messing with both of them. And he's the reason he's Baron Zemo situation. A little bit. He's pulling them together because he is actually putting a hit on them. And we get a character from the DCU who's already been established hunting them. All of them. Deathstroke. And he comes in, and you see this fight, and it's crazy, and it's epic, and it's uh, what, what's that actor's name? Joe Manganiello, I think his name is, as Deathstroke, and that's the second film, Birds of Prey Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would want to see that. I want to see all this. Shit. I, I want to see Green Arrow, like you said. I want to see uh, uh, Question. I want to see all these motherfuckers. Oh, and I think that would be an interesting idea, bringing Black Canary specifically up, uh, bringing her morale up, you know, making her more of a hero rather than the the character she is currently. Right. You know, are there any last words you want to say about the Birds of Prey? I'm surprised that we got this far. <laughs> I'm surprised too. There were so many tangents that I thought we'd never get to this point. It's okay. Those are their own videos, man. We're, we're good. It's true. We're it's good true. to go. Anyway, any last words on Birds of Prey? Uh, I'll see it eventually, <laughs> and I'll probably agree with I'll probably agree with the various people that I've talked to in that it's all right, including it, me, including you. Yes, no, I, I'm involved. Thank May- you. Somewhat. Thank you. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh no! Just kidding. I didn't see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would. I. I'm not a big fan of what the marketing and the behind the scenes talk was to, uh, was you know saying about the movie it didn't really ever it wasn't really speaking to me in that sense but if there was more telling of the story i'd be down with that we're good to go we're good to go senko de mayo it's time that's hey no. hey shut the hell up dude 
You sexist. Please, please, please like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, pl- please before it's too late. <laughs> before Julius makes another a crappy joke. Oh shit, the subscriber rate! Oh no. <laughs> it's going down! Alright, okay. What is this, the stock market? Oh. I, th- I think we're done here. Yeah, later. we're done. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much. I am Julius. I am Darius. Darius, <laughs> thank you. Where can the people find you on social media? I am... At the Twitters, at Tom of the Hawk. Yes. <laughs> You're on Twitch also, right? I am also on Twitch. Tomahawk underscore MBP. All the jokes I made that weren't funny, it's okay. I can add a laugh track in later. Oh, yes. They, <laughs> the beauty of podcasting. Oh, yes. Alrighty, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. The GOAT Podcast is proof you don't have to look any further for movie news, reviews, trailer reactions, or special discussions. Subscribe, get notified about what's going on, and I promise you'll be entertained by our daily content on YouTube. If you want more, we're on Twitter at GOAT Film Podcast, Instagram The GOAT Podcast, and The GOAT Movie Group on Facebook. Get connected with us, see what's happening, and make sure to love it while you're doing so.